All right, let's do this. It's That Betting Show on 610 Sports Radio. Alex Gold with you, Julio Sanchez producing the show. We were off last Thursday, but this is the final show of 2022 for That Betting Show. And then we turn the calendar over to 23 and another month and a half or so of That Betting Show with postseason NFL action. Start to get a little more into college basketball. And, of course, uh, coming up this Saturday is going to be the National College Football Semifinals. We'll get into some bets with that during the Goldilocks. And also, since it is the end of the year, Julio, the five biggest sports upsets of the season. We'll see if you agree with them. Some people may disagree. And I'm curious where you guys are at on the J Southland Toe Service text line, 913-586-7610. It's the end of the year, so we all know there were big-time upsets across sports, specifically with bets. Some people maybe had some money on uh, a certain team that was down at halftime a couple weeks ago in the NFL game. That was 30-1 to to come back and win at halftime. Props to you if somehow you put some money on that. But those are the kind of betting upsets I'm talking about. We'll get to the top five, at least my top five. I feel like these are I feel like these are pretty much consensus. This is one you guys will disagree with. But let me know what you think were the maybe the biggest sports betting upsets of 2022. So think all the way back to last January as well. We'll get to that coming up in about a half hour or so. Of course, we'll touch on the Chiefs and Broncos part two. We know the first go-around, the Chiefs did not cover in that game out in Denver after the big 27-0 lead. This go-around, the Chiefs are 12.5-point favorites over at FanDuel. They were 13-point favorites a little bit earlier on in the week, so you can get it under 13 right now if you think the Chiefs will cover for a second straight week. We'll, we'll talk about one trend to know with Denver in this game. Of course, interim head coach. What does that mean from a betting end when you fire your coach during the regular season? In this case, it's happening heading into week 17. They don't have couldn't make it two more weeks. Not after you put up or allow the Rams put up 51 points, I should say, on you. So we'll get to that. And uh, of course, back to the futures. Super Bowl odds could see a shakeup in that based on what happens this weekend, in particular, Monday night football. Huge game, major ramifications for the seating in the AFC. The Bills and Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night football. We know in Kansas City, you root for Cincy in that game. That means the Chiefs likely on the path to get the number one seed in the AFC if that actually happens. So we'll go back to the future Super Bowl odds, MVP odds, and then we'll wrap things up with the Goldilocks. And we have four NFL games, four college football games. I do have a play on the K-State game coming up on Saturday morning down in New Orleans against Alabama. Great opportunity for the Kansas State Wildcats. They're trying to be the only local school that can win their bowl game. Now, their challenge much tougher than what Missouri and Kansas face. Missouri lost to Wake Forest, as we know. And then last night, whoo! Hell of a game. Man, oh, man. Hell of a game. KU, of course, lost in three overtimes to Arkansas. The Jayhawks were two-and-a-half-point dogs around kickoff or so. Ended up covering. (laughs) Ended up covering. After all that, you had no business covering. No business covering whatsoever, but you did. It was a crazy, crazy game. Uh, So I know Dusty was hosting last night and was sweating out some, some live parlays. He was telling me about those today as well. But let's get to Thursday Night Football, as we always do here on That Betting Show, and, and looking forward to interacting with you guys as well. 913-586-7610 is the text line on Twitter, at Alex Gold, at 610 Sports KC, and also on our Discord channel, That Betting Show Discord channel. Uh, excited. We, we actually now are over the 200-member mark in the last week, so excited about that. It's completely free if you want to join. Uh, some of you, that's something you've learned for promos, for boost, like the one that happened a week or so ago where... Uh, essentially, Julio, if 
The Chiefs completed a pass in that game last week. It was a free 50 bucks. That boost, a lot of people didn't know about it. You know who the first people to know about it were? Those that were in the Discord channel. So there you go. You should join it if you want an invite. Hit me up on Twitter or on the text line. But tonight, Thursday night football. Dallas in Nashville taking on the Tennessee Titans. Dallas, 14-point favorites. This line has ballooned up here throughout the day. That with the news of how Mike Vrabel is going to approach this thing. So 14-point favorites is Dallas. The total, while Dallas has become a greater favorite, the total has actually shrunk to 40 and a half. And so it gives you an idea of maybe the type of game we're going to see tonight. I'm really, really cautious with betting this one tonight, considering the circumstances around it. So Mike Vrabel, I think, is being very smart with how he's approaching this football game tonight. This week for Tennessee and for Jacksonville, as odd as it is to say, in week 17 with two teams that still have chances to make the playoffs, this week doesn't matter for playoff implications. I know that's weird, but it doesn't. Jacksonville can win. Tennessee can lose, no change for next week. Vice versa can happen, doesn't matter. Both teams can lose, doesn't matter. It's all about week 18 when Jacksonville will take on the Tennessee Titans. The winner of that game is going to win the AFC South, plain and simple. So because of that, Mike Vrabel said, all right, well, not only is Ryan Tannehill already hurt, so we're going to put him on IR today. We're going to put a couple other players on IR today, but we're going to go ahead and rest. Anybody else that's banged up, Short week anyway, and then now we're going to get 10 more days to get ready for ultimately the game that matters the most, week 18, when we have to go down to Jacksonville. And that's Mike Vrabel's approach, and I think it's smart. Even with a healthy team, I don't know how good their chances were tonight (laughs) against Dallas to begin with. So why not freshen up? You've lost five in a row. Reset things a little bit. Focus in on the Jacksonville Jags because that's the game that matters. And If you beat them next week, it doesn't matter that you lost this game tonight. You beat them next week, and you're hosting a playoff game in the AFC South. That's why I'm cautious with this game because, guys, Joshua Dobbs is backing this game. You know what he's done in his career, Julio? Nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Since 2017, Dobbs has thrown just 17 passes, 10 for 45 yards, uh, completing 10 for 45 yards, and one interception. That's the starting quarterback. Now, I would argue, I don't know how much of a downgrade it is from Malik Willis with what I've seen so far from Malik Willis throughout his playing career. My goodness. We saw it in person at Arrowhead in a game where if they just had any better quarterback play, the Chiefs would have lost that game. So I don't even know how much of a downward spiral it is to go with Dobbs instead of Malik Willis, other than Dobbs was on the Lions and has only been in Tennessee for, I think, two and a half weeks or three weeks or so. Point being, I don't trust this game all that much. I'm treating it like a preseason game. Minimal bets, minimal bets on this one. We'll get to the same game parlay of the night because I still have one for us. If you're asking me to lean in a certain direction, I actually lean Tennessee plus the 14. 14 points in this game. It's a lot of points, even considering the amount of starters that are going to be out of this game for Tennessee. Lean Tennessee 14. And I do like the under, if you got it earlier today, at 42. At 40 and a half now, the number's starting to get a little too low for me. But just look at the trends for this game as well uh, for primetime unders. And so far, unders in primetime games, 32 and 19, 63% of the time, unders in Thursday night football games. This was at 42 and a half earlier today, and now it's at 40 and a half. Overall this season, unders are above 50% at 56% of the time. Games are going unders in particular. And as I just told you, 63% of the time in primetime games. So that's a total trend to follow if you want tonight, or you can fade it. And then if you want to look at favorites, and one of the reasons why I am going with Tennessee plus 14 if I had to tonight, in the past three seasons, road favorites of 14 or more. 
which the Cowboys are. They're on the road tonight. They're two touchdown favorites. Road favorites of 14 or more are just one in nine against the spread. One time in, 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 in those, those games have they covered on the road as a double-digit favorite or a 14-point favorite, I should say. So some trends not pointing in the direction of this one tonight. We know Tony Pollard's not going to play uh, this evening for the Dallas Cowboys. So Malik Davis, I think, is going to actually have a really nice game for the Cowboys. It's also tough from a, a player prop, Dak Prescott, for those of you playing fantasy football and you got your championships uh, tonight. I'm deciding actually to, to not start Dak tonight. I'm going with Justin Herbert in my championship this weekend because my concern tonight is that Dallas controls it, doesn't need, a, doesn't need to put up a ton of points tonight against Tennessee, and Dak might end up being fine, 200-and-something yards and a touchdown, but they might run the ball a lot, and they might eventually go to Cooper Rush in the fourth quarter. I mean, if it's if it's 21-3 to three entering the fourth, we might see Dak for one more drive, and that's it. And if we see him, they're going to run it. I just don't think Dallas is going to have to put up many points tonight. The first half team total for Tennessee, team total for the half, six and a half and seven and a half respectively, first and second half. That is about as low as you'll ever see it for an NFL team. We're not talking about Iowa. Sorry, Danon. Iowa offense playing Kentucky on Saturday where the total for that game is like 30 and a half or 31 and a half where their expectation is no offense. I actually have a play on that game for the Goldilocks state of the show. I think that number is way too low. That's like, at some point you get to a number too low where you got to take the over. That's kind of where I am in the Iowa game this weekend. But anyway, so it's just crazy. Underdogs overall this season through the first 10 weeks were 57% of the time uh, they were winning. Since then, 45-43-2. and two. Uh, So kind of crazy just to see the shift in how that has gone. All right, let's get to it, though. Every Thursday night game, we have a little same-game parlay for you. Same-game parlay of the weekend. Okay, I kind of hinted at this a little bit. With Tony Pollard not being available tonight due to injury, going to rest him up for next week are the Dallas Cowboys. So why don't we attack that a little bit? Malik Davis over 36 and a half rushing yards. That's the first leg of tonight's same game parlay. You got about, what, five, six minutes or so still to put this in. Malik Davis over 36 and a half. I really like him in this spot here. No Tony Pollard. Yeah, Zeke's going to get a nice workload tonight as well, maybe early in the game. But a couple ways this plays out in your favor. A, Dallas does pass early. Okay, Dak, they get up early, and then they can kind of coast to the end here. Maybe Cooper Rush comes in, as I pointed out. Or no, just part of the game plan is Malik Davis is part of it because we know how much of a factor and how many snaps Tony Pollard typically gets. Those snaps are going to go to some more towards Zeke, but also to Malik Davis. We've seen him have some success this year a little bit at 36 and a half rushing yards against a pitiful defense that's going to have a lot of starters out. I like Malik Davis over 36 and a half rushing yards. Then let's stick with Dallas. How about go to the receiving end tonight? This is an alternate total for receiving. This is not the standard receiving. We had to buy it down a little bit. Dalton Schultz, 25 or more receiving yards. Dalton Schultz, trusty tight end for Dak, trusty tight end maybe for Cooper Rush at some point tonight. Just give me 25 yards receiving. That's all we're asking for. Dalton Schultz, one of the favorite targets in that offense outside the wide receiving core. And then under 20 and a half first half points. The number's a little scary because, as we know, it's a key number in the first half there. It's it's under 21. So if there's three touchdowns scored, uh, then, then you're in trouble, of course. I don't think we're going to see three touchdowns in the first half or two touchdowns and multiple field goals under 20 and a half. So it's a three leg same game parlay of the night. This one over at FanDuel pays out just under four to one plus three ninety four just under four to one Malik Davis over 36 and a half rushing yards Dalton Schultz 25 plus receiving yards and the under 20 and a half first half points combined for both 
of the teams tonight. That's the same game parlay here on that betting show. Coming up next, the Chiefs 12 and a half point favorites against the Denver Broncos. We'll take a look at one betting trend with that and whether or not you think a potential change to college football that has major betting ramifications is a good or a bad thing. I'll tell you about it next here on that betting show. That betting show with Alex Gold. Thursday starting at 7 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Back here on that betting show. Just saw the uh, the Amazon broadcast for this Thursday night game. It's also raining there in Nashville. It's going to be so ugly. I hope it's ugly. Is this going to be watchable? I hope it's ugly. Just run the ball with Malik Davis. Under 20 and a half first half. Perfectly fine by me. It will be the Cowboys, by the way, that get the opening kickoff there in what looks like a very damp Nashville in a game that's kind of preseason like at least for one team. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, someone did text in the Jay Southland Toe Service text line 913-586-7610 said just played the parlay with the last few bucks in my account. Let's go. All right. Yeah, let's go. Well, four to one same game parlay tonight. Uh, someone else says they're glad that Dobbs is starting for Tennessee and they're in their fantasy league championship. They have the Cowboys defense. Yeah, that's a that's a strong defense to have this week. Look, I, as I told you guys on uh, Cody and Gold earlier today, uh, fantasy league championship as well. The guy I'm playing has Jalen Hurts, Hurt, Tua, Hurt, Derrick Henry, Hurt, not playing. Yes, I'm catching three three of the best players. Not available. I better win. That's all I got to say. You better, yeah. You I, better I, win. I better win. I'm going to be really disappointed otherwise. All right, let's let's take a look at the Chiefs game here a little bit from a betting angle, and then I want to get into not only some futures a little bit later on, but something that could happen in college football, specifically with the Pac-12 from a gambling end that is really interesting, and I'll be curious to see where everybody's at on it, uh, but has some betting ramifications to that. But the Chiefs on Sunday afternoon back at Arrowhead once again, uh, final home game, regular season home game that is, of the season chiefs minus 12 and a half against the Broncos total 44 and a half points. As I mentioned to start the show, this was 13 a little bit earlier on in the week. And and the story going to this game for me is what are the Broncos look like on a betting end? Uh, the chiefs winning the game, not worry about that. Worry about yourself. If you're just the chiefs, but from betting and we're talking 13 points, 12 and a half points, what Broncos team is showing up? We just saw them get absolutely embarrassed and destroyed on Christmas Day. Gave up 51 points to Baker Mayfield and the L.A. Rams. Their head coach gets fired the next day or two days later, whatever it was. They got an interim head coach who, by the way, wasn't even their first choice to be their interim coach. It was like their third choice. Rossberg or whatever is like their third choice. Because the defensive coordinator who might be a head coach soon said, yeah, I'm going to focus on the, the defense. I don't want to screw up my, uh, my resume. I don't want people having an opinion about me yet before I'm a head coach too much. People like me right now. Smart choice. I think it was very smart, by the way, for him not to take the interim gig. Anyway, point being, what team is showing up? You know, I had Nick Ferguson on my show a couple days ago, uh, former Broncos safety, and he said overall, like, he doesn't think it's going to have a huge swing in the game in terms of the fact that the interim head coach there. If anything, he thinks maybe there's a chance that these players are angry. That that's, that's what I'm you know, that, that it motivates you, that you're, yeah. you're kind of a ticked off locker room. You've been embarrassed. You're the laughing stock of the league right now. So to speak. Um, The one thing, though, I think that counters that is the fact that when the Chiefs played them a couple weeks ago, they were up 27-0, we all know, and then the Broncos made it very interesting late 
Russ gets hurt, Brett Rippon comes in the game and, and ends up making a mistake late. The Chiefs end up winning that football game in a game that never should have been that close. I think the fact that Kansas City let them back in the game and made mistakes, Mahomes threw the three picks in that game, I think that counteracts any bit of this like idea that, oh man, the Broncos, you know, they're going to be angry. You know, they, you know, they don't, don't overlook them. You're not worrying about overlooking Denver after what happened the last time you just played them where they almost came back and snuck up on you. Like If Kansas City gets up again on them, the Broncos will not be coming back the same way because I just. But how can you say that if if they've done it once already? Like, doesn't that I give, say that? Go Bron- ahead. Yeah. Shouldn't it give the Broncos maybe a little bit more confidence to know that they've done it once? They can do it. Yeah, again? I mean, if you're the Broncos, you're saying, "Hey, look what we did in the third and fourth quarter. Right? We know we can do that against that team, right? You're right. That's what they're saying. I, I guess I'm viewing it from the side that if I'm the Chiefs, uh, we know what happens if we lay off the gas. We know what happens if we make mistakes. No matter how big we're up, even on Denver they can come back and get us. And so I think that helps you a little bit. I thought the Chiefs took their foot off the gas a little bit in that Absolutely, game. Dude. So I think that yeah. that's the part that I'm banking on not happening. Um, I, I'm not going to have a spread bet on this game at Chiefs minus 12 and a half. Uh, Kansas City's been one of the worst teams against the spread this season. They actually did cover double digits, as we know, last week against Seattle uh, and a dominant performance. They were in control throughout. That they just have not covered a whole lot. And that's because their their spreads are usually inflated. You have the best offense in football. This is going back a couple of years. So all, this is why the Chiefs haven't been all that good against the spread because we're not talking about team uh, that's getting four and a half point spreads on a regular basis. They're seven and a half point favorites. They're 12 and a half point favorites. They're a nine and a half point favorites. You know, those are big. This is the NFL. These are big numbers to try to cover. It is not easy to win by double digits in the NFL. I don't care who you're playing. It's why we even talk about tonight with the Cowboys Titans game. Yeah. The Titans have a bunch of uh, third stringers out there and they're 14 point dog. That's not, that's not a gimme uh, to, to cover the 14. If you're the Dallas Cowboys tonight. So I think that's what happens when it comes to the chiefs against the spread. What I do think is interesting because the coach was fired. If you're wondering how did teams perform against the spread, uh, when their coach was let go. So this is courtesy of Bet Labs. 34 teams have fired their coach during the regular season since 2003. 34 teams. Those teams have gone 16 and 18 outright. So two games under 500 outright wins the week after. 18 and 16 against the spread. So those teams have covered. It's, it's kind of a 50-50 proposition or so. 11 of Denver's last 15 games, though, have gone, if you're talking about the total, under this season. That's the, the most profitable under uh, this season. We had brought that up in the last matchup, but of course that game went over because nobody saw uh, the Broncos coming back from down 27-0. So that was a game we were talking about how the Broncos' unders were 11-1, and I think, at that point. Of course, that game went over. Does this game go under over? I lean under this go-around 44-and-a-half uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I, I don't see that comeback effort coming again if the Chiefs get up big. Also, when the Chiefs are favorites four more under Andy Reid, the under is like 63% or so of the time at Arrowhead for whatever reason. Um, so I, I, I lean in that direction for this game if you're asking for a play. I don't have a prop bet yet because, as you guys know, prop bets come out on Friday, player props for games on Sunday. So we'll see where the yardage is at for a couple players. Offshore books might have the numbers already, but we'll see tomorrow uh, what the rushing total is for Isaiah Pacheco. Jarek McKinnon, who is... An unbelievable weapon right now has been for the last four or five weeks now for Kansas City. Um, and maybe keep an eye on a, on a prop bet if you think George Karloftis can keep this little late season surge with the sack numbers going. All of a sudden, last five games got four sacks for a rookie. That was picked late in the late late in the first round. Normally, those guys are on average getting like three sacks. He's got four in the last five weeks. So that's been really impressive. We'll keep an eye on some of the prop bets uh, for the players as well. 
Before we go back to the futures in the next segment and also the five biggest betting upsets of the year as we turn the page to 2023 in our final That Betting Show of this calendar year, uh, there is potential change coming to college football on a betting end. Uh, what I'm talking about is a report from Dennis Dodd over at CBS Sports that the Pac-12 plans to consider releasing injury reports and selling data rights to capitalize on sports wagering. The conference is expected to discuss such moves in 2023. We all know in college football, there's no such thing as an injury report. A lot of coaches never release anything. Uh, There's reason for that. Uh, But also sometimes you'll find out 10 minutes before a game that a player's not injured, but they just all of a sudden suspended or something. So there needs to be a balance here. I, I think there's a major privacy concern, obviously, for college. These are not union players, right? There's no college football players union like there is in the NFL. So to me, if you're going, if you're the Pac-12 and you're going to sell basically the, the health status each week of your student athletes to, I'll just throw out, BetMGM or whoever, and get millions and millions of dollars from them, then you better be getting an NIL cut or something to the players as well, because that's where I would have an issue with it. You're going to sell their injury information to casinos, to, to sports companies. We do that in the NFL. That happens. Way different. Collectively bargain, NFL, PA, they get a chunk of the revenue as well. Way different. Right now, that does not exist in college football. So unless you're going to tell me, Pac-12, you're going to get a percentage of that to the players, then I have a major problem with this. What I think needs to change, though, from a betting perspective is information along the lines of if someone's going to be suspended and just not play because the coach is pissed off, that information, if you're going to partner up with these companies because of how many people are betting nowadays and the money involved, that information shouldn't be withheld until five minutes before kickoff. The injury stuff, I don't have as much as I would like to have that information until the players are compensated for their own health data being shared. I think this is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. But does the, the whole NIL situation kind of change this at least a little bit, right, in terms of sponsors and that kind of stuff? I mean, I, I'd prefer to know if I was paying somebody thousands if not millions of dollars to know they're injured ahead you know an hour before the game oh I mean, yeah th- that certainly plays well that I mean, as a as a sports better yeah i want injury reports right because it helps you in your in your your betting practices i'm just saying if i'm the pac-12 and a company is going to pay me let's just say 20 million dollars to have access to this data and therefore we're going to require our member institutions to release injury reports then to me, there needs to just be a kickback to the players. That's all I'm saying. If you're going to do that, because like that's, you're, they're not in a union. You don't have the right to just. Well, how, how is that? How is that allowed? That's ridiculous. Uh, they might want to check with the, the the legal staff before they just go ahead and sell these players uh, injury reports essentially to casinos. In the and uh, do it in the NFL. It's different. In the uh, words of one great Nick Schwartz, HIPAA. HIPAA. That's right. HIPAA. That's well. exactly. That's exactly right. So I think that'll be something to follow. I I I don't think it is. Never going to happen. Like, I, I do think we're headed down that road because of the money involved. You're always trying to find new revenue streams. I don't care if you're the NFL, if you're your mom and pop store, or you're the Pac-12. It doesn't matter. New revenue streams, how can we capitalize? I, I just think there needs to be some protections there for the players in, fo- in form of compa- uh, compensation if you're going to be giving out some of their health information. As a selfish just sports better, yeah, I want the injury reports. Hell yeah, I do. I want to know if the starting quarterback is playing this weekend. It's a big reason why that's forced in the NFL. Competitive reasons, but also sports betting and the money involved 
in sports wagering. All right, coming up next, we'll get back to the futures and see if you guys agree with the five biggest sports betting upsets of 2022. That betting show with Alex Gold. Thursday starting at 7 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Back to the futures. I get him into the future. All right, yeah, let's go back to the futures here on That Betting Show. Then we get to the five biggest upsets, in my mind, of 2022 from a sports betting perspective. 913-586-7610. That's how you can chime in on the show. We'll keep an eye, as I said, on Thursday Night Football. Currently scoreless. About 10 minutes or so still to go in the first quarter. It's just five minutes in very, very early on. Keep an eye on the under 20 and a half for the first half. No points in the first five. We'll take it. We'll take it. All right, so back to the futures. Let's start with odds to be the next quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders. These odds come from offshore books. It's not something you can bet on here with FanDuel or BetMGM or others currently and typically. But we know Derek Carr benched the final two games of the regular season, no longer with the the team for the final two games either, and likely done as a Las Vegas Raider. But who is the next Las Vegas Raider quarterback? Couple odds out there. The favorite from Bet Online: Tom Brady, three to one. Jimmy Garoppolo, plus three fifty. Anthony Richardson. You're saying who's that? Well, he's the quarterback of Florida. Gonna have to draft him. I don't understand why he's five to one, because he's above C.J. Stroud at plus six fifty. Will Levis, seven to one. Jared Stidham, who will be starting the final two games this season for the Raiders, eight to one. Lamar Jackson, 9-1. to one. That's an interesting one, only because I don't know what the future holds for Lamar in Baltimore. They didn't give him the contract he wanted. He's banged up right now, not going to play this week, it looks like. But also, they're going to be in the playoffs. Let's say he's back and healthy and wins a couple games and ends up in an AFC title game. Then does he get the money they, that he wants? The really interesting story to follow. I mean, this offseason QB carousel is always fun, but we know there could be a new one in Las Vegas. Uh, I don't believe it'll be Stidham fully. Uh, Tua situation Miami, who knows, man? Very scary stuff with him being a concussion protocol again. I don't think he plays this year, and then there's a fair question to be asked about his long-term future, and if you're willing to invest in him also. The sad reality, the business side of it, if you're the Dolphins. I have no faith in putting money on Tom Brady to go to the Raiders. Someone explain to me why that makes sense. It makes no sense. I don't get it. Josh McDaniel, the report was when they left New England, or when Brady left New England before Josh left, that their relationship was deteriorating. Why would he go to that? That's the that's the head coach now of the Raiders. So that part, number one, doesn't make sense. The second part, at this point in Brady's career, where there's still a question whether or not he retires again, we're talking about year by year, he's going somewhere where they can win a Super Bowl that year, not two years down the road, that year. And I don't care who the hell they get at quarterback. The Raiders are not a Super Bowl team next year. What on Too that many roster tells flaws. you they're going to, no matter what they do this offseason, what makes you think they're going to be, that's a Super Bowl worthy right. roster? Look, Devontae Nothing. Adams is, is one of the best wide receivers in the game. We'll see what his future is there as well. That's another one to watch. I, Brady to Las Vegas makes no sense. He want, he's going to join the, he wants to go to the AFC West as well. Are you kidding right, me? Right. No, 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 no. Jimmy Garoppolo's, I think, a, a, an interesting one and makes sense. Perhaps yeah, but, Brock I mean, Purdy. You're, you're trading for the same exact. Or you're, you're signing the same. Exact oh, I'm not thing. talking about what the Raiders. I'm just saying, like, where does he end up? Oh, if you're the Raiders, there's no veteran really. I could see you signing no. that's going to be an upgrade. No. You know, unless you think you're getting Lamar, right? Unless you think you can get Lamar to come to join you. Okay, that's different. But uh, Baker, <laughs> Jimmy G, 
Who else? It's a guaranteed downgrade Gino for them Smith, next year, right? At the position. Like, downgrade or same best case scenario. Like, same. They need a draft a quarterback. Plain and simple. Stop trying to patch this thing. Go draft one. As a Chiefs fan, I hope they decide to, to roll with Jared Siddham for a little while. We'll see. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, 22 to 1 to end up out there with Devontae Adams. <laughs> that $50 million cap hit or whatever it is. The Raiders are a mess. The Broncos are a mess. Continues to be a great time to be love a Chiefs fan. They've won seven love straight it. AFC West titles. Why not make it 10 or 11, honestly? I thought at one point they would never have a chance to catch the Patriots in that AFC East run. Are we sure? Are we sure? I know the Chargers arrow is pointing up with Justin Herbert. Still, man. Are they uh, are they going to beat the uh, Kansas run of uh, Big t- uh, Big 12 titles? Will, will, uh, will, Kate, will uh, the Chiefs, 13 or whatever? Yeah. No. I don't think, you don't think so. That's double. I mean, that's, that's, that is doubling up what they're at right now, man. Ooh, 10, I, 10 or 11? Yeah. 13 plus. That's also, you got to bank on a guy. You're number 15 staying healthy. All that's, there's a lot. Andy Reid not retiring. Like, a lot of stuff, man, to come and play to go seven years from now. Think about what's happened in the last seven years. Woo. All right, lastly, on Back to the Futures, I always love checking in on the MVP because, man, I think we're all about to be cashing some tickets. All of us that on launch day in Kansas back on September 1st, put money on Mahomes at 8-1, to 9-1, to one, maybe some of you 15-1 to one over at Barstool on launch day to win MVP. We know the Jalen Hurts injury. Then we saw how Mahomes played last week. It was awesome. Unbelievable touchdown. Jill Burrow currently 6-1, to one, Josh Allen 11-1, to one, Mahomes minus 500, minus 500. He's been the MVP for the in, for the last four or five weeks, long before Hurts got hurt. But now, I don't even think those on the national level that are trying to spin narratives can do it anymore. The one to watch will be, let's say Joe Burrow beats Buffalo and throws for four touchdowns and something crazy on Monday night. I think you'll see some people try to talk themselves into that or vice versa. If Josh Allen balls out, beats Burrow and company, has three or four touchdowns, 350 and they're the one seed in the AFC, you'll have some people that will talk themselves in that Josh Allen because he beat Mahomes. But I'm sorry. Mahomes, most passing touchdowns, most passing yards, doing it without Tyreek Hill. They're going to win 14 games this year. Come on now. Well, that's just being, that's recency bias, right? At that point. I mean, when you look at the full body of work, I mean, Mahomes is. All I know is I got, I got, I got some money coming my way if Mahomes wins. MVP. <laughs> so really so do you, so does, so, so do everybody listening. Cause I'm telling you, how did you not put money on that back in September? My goodness. Also, I'm loving Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year. I think I'm going to hit on two of my two of my long-term futures on awards, which I'd be thrilled with. So Justin you're Jefferson, you're pretty good at this betting thing. I'm huh? saying if you listen to the very first betting show we did here on 610, back on September 1st, we were talking about how to approach awards markets and futures markets. Justin Jefferson and Mahomes were two of them that we handed out, and I think both are going to cash. All right, that's back to the futures. Before we get to Goldilocks in the final segment of the show... Uh, thanks to everybody that has been listening from the beginning of September since we've been doing uh, that betting show here. And in the last calendar year, there's been some amazing upsets, in particular, sports betting upsets. So we'll, we'll view a countdown here at the end of 2022 from a sports betting lens, of course, starting with number five. You guys may have thought this was a year or so ago. No, this happened this year. It was the Jags and the Colts. You remember week 18 last year where the Colts got bounced from the playoffs, maybe it told us what to expect for this year after all, but this is how it happened. This is second and goal. Lawrence going to throw for it again, and it is a touchdown. 
Laquan Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell. That was Trevor Lawrence throwing a touchdown to Laquan Treadwell. Week 18 last year, the Jags were plus 680 on the money line heading to that game back in January. Knocked the Colts out of the playoffs. That's number five on my biggest sports upsets of the year. In the NFL, plus 680. Let's not forget how we were thinking that day when that happened. That was a stunner. Absolute stunner. The Colts choked. And now look at where they're at. They're in just as bad of a spot, if not worse, without a head coach. Actually, they have one in Jeff Saturday, I guess. Uh, Number four on the biggest sports betting upsets of 2022. Fairly recent. We go to the World Cup. And it's kind of cool, too, to see now uh, that the team that this happened against ended up winning the World Cup. Bit of a wake-up call. Group play, probably. Group play. Saudi Arabia defeated Argentina in the group stage. Touchdown. Look out here. Shot taken. Go! Oh, the serve! Oh, my! So that was the call on Fox back in November or so, or I guess early December, uh, early this month. Plus 30, or 30 to 1, I should say. Plus 3,000. 30 to 1 was Saudi Arabia to defeat Argentina. In group stage, huge, huge upset. You could argue that might even need to be should have been higher on the list, but it's tough. I know it's soccer for some people; they don't. But that that's a, that mass, a huge, huge upset, thirty to one, man, in, in one match. All right, number three, we go to March Madness. Back to March, one of the best betting times of the year, man. Fifteen C. You guys remember the Peacocks of St. Peter's? It. Don't play the scoreboard if you St. Peter's. Get something going towards the basket if you can find it. Enter jumper. Yes, sir. Three, we're tied at 75. Ian Eagle on the call there. 15 seed St. Peter's knocked off 2 seed Kentucky. That small school there from New Jersey. Great story of the tournament. Won a couple more games after that. Uh, 14 to 1 were St. Peter's to win that game in the opening round against Kentucky. Number two on mine. Oh, the Colts involved in this one again. Oh, man, it's been a rough year for the <laughs> Annapolis Colts. Number two just happened a few weeks ago. That'd be the Colts blowing that 33 nothing lead against the Vikings. Snap. Takes the handoff. Looks left. Looks center. Yes! It is DJ Hawkinson for the two. And we're tied at 36. Snap spot. Joseph. Right-footed kick. It is good! And the Minnesota Vikings have completed greatest comeback in the history of the National Football League. From 33 down, they beat the Indianapolis Colts. The largest comeback in NFL history at halftime of that game. And this is why it's number two on the five biggest betting upsets of the year. They were also 30 to one where the Vikings at halftime, a hundred dollar bet would have paid out $3,000. If at halftime you said, you know what? (laughs) I have some weird faith in Kirk cousins and company to come back against Matt Ryan and Jeff Saturday. Well, they did epic call from Paul Allen there on the Vikings radio network, but 30 to one, man, it's a rough 33, nothing. It's a rough year to be a a Colts fan. Oh boy. Is it ever 22? And then number one on at least my five biggest upsets of the year takes us to the Kentucky Derby. And they're into the stretch, and it's Messier, Crown Pride, and Epicenter is coming up on the outside. Epicenter has taken the lead as they arrive into the final furlong. Sandin is coming after him. Epicenter and Sandin, these two strive for stride. Simplification down the outside is next. They're coming down to the wire. Epicenter's in. 
up on the inside. Oh my goodness, the longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby. Rick Strike has done it in a stunning, unbelievable upset. Rich Strike winning cost me a decent amount of money on the Kentucky Derby because, of course, I, I didn't have Rich Strike in any exacta. He or wasn't anything even supposed like to that. be there. Yeah, late. There was a late scratch at the Derby. That's the only reason why that horse was even in the race, let alone <laughs> you winning. Sounds so angry. Nuts. <laughs> 80, Eighty to one. Eighty to one. That's the biggest sports betting upset by far. Yeah. Of 2022, man. Yeah. yeah. I've got some alternatives. Yeah. What do you got? Though, what do you got? Let me know too on the text line. 913-586-7610. Uh, I think uh, the Tennessee Alabama game granted Tennessee was yeah. ranked number six, but I, not very many people gave them a shot at, at beating Alabama. Yeah. They were like, I think wasn't Tennessee, Tennessee was like plus two forty or so yeah. for that game. So a decent size upset, decent size there. That was when Tennessee was healthy and playing well, of course. Yeah. Um, and then Utah upsetting USC for for the Ooh, second time, I think, was okay. uh, not too many people had yeah. that one. You know, USC was on quite a roll there. Um, yeah, that was a that was a pretty good upset. And then let's let's go back to the uh, the World Cup. Uh, okay. Morocco upsetting Spain. That was a that was yeah. another huge one. I was no wondering if, that. if I almost threw in another World Cup that or the or Croatia's win over um, yep. uh, Brazil, one. right? Yep. So that that was the only other one I thought of. I was like, is that too much recency bias? But I was going trying to go off also of like the actual money line, knowing that thirty to one for Saudi Arabia, Rich Strike eighty to one, the Colts blowing the lead thirty to one, uh, and then obviously fourteen to one Saint fourteen to one Saint Peter's. But yeah, I mean, like hopefully you you were not on the losing in any of you out there on those biggest upsets, right? Like ho- hopefully you maybe cashed in on one of those on the positive event. Hopefully you were not on on the losing end of a massive money line parlay involving Kentucky against St. Peter's and it cost you a lot of money. I'm sure there's somebody out there that that happens. I can't, can't wait for March madness though. I know it's, we got playoff football and divisional round NFL weekends, one of the best weekends of the year, but from a, a betting end opening day of March madness, sitting at a sports book, which a lot of people in this area will experience for the first time. And I believe hopefully knock on wood unofficially by then, maybe the permanent sports book here locally in person will be fully operational in terms of the permanent one. Uh, over at Hollywood, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't wait for that first Thursday, that first Friday. Spoiler spec, I'm going to want to take off one of those days. Just one of them, please. That Friday in particular. Already, I'll go ahead and mark that one down on the on the calendar, Julio. If Good I can. Good use of PTO. I think so, man. You're gambling. I think degenerate. It, I, I think it's useful. I think it's useful to do that. So anyway, those are looking at some of the biggest upsets of 2022. Coming up next, we'll check in on Thursday Night Football, and then we'll get to the Goldilocks for the weekend. That betting show with Alex Gold. Thursday starting at 7 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Keeping an eye on Thursday night football. Cowboys take an early 7-0 lead on the Tennessee Titans. It was a Zeke Elliott touchdown. That's nine straight games with a touchdown for Zeke. Goal line vulture, Zeke Elliott. He really is. (laughs) He really, really is. Uh, He was the most bet prop for the first touchdown tonight, plus 350. So those of you that bet Zeke first touchdown tonight, congrats. Cash that in, plus 350. Anytime touchdown, he was minus 175. Those were the two most popular bets, at least over at BetMGM tonight. 7 nothing lead over the Tennessee Titans. The Cowboys have the ball once again. Looks like they're feeding our guy Dalton Schultz. 
Beginning of the show, we gave out our same game parlay of the night. Remember, that is under 20 and a half for the first half. And then also Malik Davis over 36 and a half rushing yards. Dalton Schultz over 25 receiving yards. Currently where we're sitting with about 3.08 to go in the first quarter, or 2.08 to go in the first quarter. Malik Davis got nine yards. Again, we need 36 and a half. I'll, I'll take nine yards in the first uh, 12 minutes or so of the game. And then Dalton Schultz got 14 yards. We need 11 more yards, and it's the first quarter. So, all right, we're, we're, all right. we're pacing all right. It's early. We're pacing all right. Pace four to one, the same game parlay. The only thing we've got to watch out for is that under 20 and a half for the first half. We, we kind of actually want the Cowboys to only get a field goal on this drive. We really don't want them to, uh, to get a touchdown. And I think that was just a long run, by the way, from Malik Davis it was. He, he might have just picked up 20 yards for us. Uh, right there. He's got 32 rushing yards. Oh, all right. That's a good start. Needs four more, uh, five more yards from Malik Davis and already cashed the over on his rushing total. So we're in good shape with his rushing total. Dalton Schultz pacing, and then we just need to hope that uh, the Cowboys don't get 14 points before the second quarter starts, even though I don't know how much I trust uh, the Titans to, to, to get any touchdowns. So we'll keep an eye on that. Hopefully you guys played along and uh, we can make a little bit of money on that. But thinking of making money, we always wrap up the show with the Goldilocks for the weekend, and that's where we go right now. Ooh, just right. It's time for Goldilocks. This porridge is just right. All right, Goldilocks here on that Pedic Show. Starting with the NFL. NFL going much better for us this season. Against the spread, reminder, these are against the spread or totals. None of this heavy favorite money line stuff and then claiming your record's better than what it is. You know who I'm talking about, some of you out there. 30 and 20 and 2 against the spread in the NFL. Really nice NFL season for us. College football, we're only at 50%. Not happy with how we're doing in college football. So fade if you want or follow. NFL, though, feeling good. Let's start with Washington. The Commanders, minus one and a half, taking on the Cleveland Browns here. So Washington's going back to Carson Wentz. I do think this is an upgrade for this football team. We can make the Carson Wentz jokes all we want. But let's not forget. They were winning games with Taylor Heineke. With Taylor Heineke, not because of Taylor Heineke. They lost a game, tied a game in the in between there. Taylor Heineke got benched. They were not scoring much offensively whatsoever. That defense was carrying them. They're battling for a playoff spot. Carson went ceilings higher with him. Doesn't mean he won't make mistakes. Early in the season when he struggled, they had offensive line injuries. He was under pressure. He's more of a statue than Taylor Heineke. It made sense to make the switch while he was hurt and not to go back to him at the time because team morale, you kept winning. You started losing games. You go back to Carson Wentz, the guy you traded for, the guy Ron Rivera, your head coach, liked, still likes. If he plays well, he's going to get an extension. Yes, that's true. If Carson Wentz plays well, he'll get an extension to help them with their cap number next year. It's a real possibility. I think this offense is better. I like them minus one and a half against Cleveland. Cleveland's defense been playing pretty well. I just don't trust Cleveland's offense. Deshaun Watson looks so rusty. 700 plus days of not playing. He's shown it the last three or four weeks. And Nick Chubb's not right. Nick Chubb's not right currently, and I think he'll have a rough go, perhaps, against Washington. So give me the commanders, minus one and a half, against Cleveland. Let's head out to the Pacific Northwest for the next game. Uh, a team that we just saw play the Chiefs in Kansas City, and boy, was it ugly. That's the Seattle Seahawks. They're hosting the Jets. I like the Jets. Also, I'm going with another favorite here. Jets minus one and a half at Seattle. The Jets trying to still get in the postseason. Seattle trying to get in the postseason still. Mike White is back, though, for the Jets. And normally we could laugh that that's a big deal. It's a huge deal for the Jets. Zach Wilson 
running the show. Nothing going right for them when he's out there. Mike White, the team likes playing for him. He brings some extra energy. I think Mike White and the Jets will go on the road and get the win, cover the one and a half against Seattle, who's trending in the wrong direction. So we just saw what happened last week against Kansas City, where the Chiefs defense, who had struggled, was able to shut them down. Don't box score watch and tell me that Kenneth Walker had 100-plus rushing yards. Yes, that's what the box score says. But if you watch the game, you know they weren't running all over Kansas City. A lot of that came in the final two drives. Geno Smith ended up with over 200 yards passing. Now the Chiefs shut them down for 90% of the game. Looks like they might get Tyler Lockett back, but I like New York Jets and that defense to give Geno Smith a rough go all day long. Next one, let's go out to L.A. Two L.A. teams. This is my third and final favorite, I promise, and we'll get to a dog. Chargers minus six and a half against the L.A. Rams. I know they put up 51 on the Broncos. They're feeling good, but let's not let that inflate uh, what still is a struggling Rams and bad Rams team with Baker Mayfield running the show right now. It's fool's gold. I like the Chargers. That's right, man. It's fool's gold. Chargers minus six and a half. Healthy Keenan Allen. Healthy Mike Williams. Eventually come playoff time, Joey Bosa going to be back. I have the Chargers to win by a touchdown in this game and cover the six and a half. In a game where, as charged from guillotineleagues.com pointed out to me earlier, what's the crowd like? Normally when the Chargers or Rams host a game, there's more opposing fans. Well, now the Rams are the home team, I think. But they're hosting another L.A. team, the Chargers. So what the hell is the crowd going to be like for that game? I don't know. And lastly, the big one on Monday night. Cincinnati plus one and a half. I'll admit this is a little wishful thinking. Hoping Cincinnati covers the one and a half. Also hope they win outright so Kansas City can slide right back up to the number one seed. I, I just think Cincinnati's playing as good as anybody right now. That's why I like them to cover the one and a half and maybe win outright. They're home against Buffalo. I just think Joe Burrow and company, they are rolling again. And I think they're going to win this game. The one question I'll admit I have is what does the O-line look like when Lael Collins is not out there? He done for the year, it looks like. Big, big loss for Cincy. How do they withstand the pressure from Buffalo, who we know doesn't have Von Miller? I'll, I can't wait for this game. Massive ramifications, both in playoff seating, also narratives, right? If Joe Burrow and Cincy beats Buffalo, wins against Mahomes and Josh Allen, uh, yeah, they're the real deal. I already think they're kind of the real deal. Doesn't mean Kansas City can't beat them. That's not what I'm saying. But I think everybody in Kansas City, as bad as it sounds, you should be rooting for Cincinnati on Monday night so the Chiefs can slide back into the number one spot. Those are my NFL Goldilocks. Let's go to college football. How about the Kansas State Wildcats? Huge game in New Orleans. Great opportunity for the Wildcats. Sugar Bowl, trying to cap off a remarkable year. Big 12 champs. I don't think K-State wins this game, but I like them to cover the six and a half. I don't know if they have quite enough to win this. Bryce Young's going to play. Will Anderson's going to play. Props to both of them for doing so. I'm excited that they're going to have most of their team there and not going with the backups. I appreciate that. This is going to be fun to watch. K-State 9-3-1 against the spread this year. Deuce Vaughn, the last two games, guys, has almost 300 yards rushing, 277, and a pair of touchdowns, including in the Big 12 title game against TCU. I think K-State keeps this close. Give me K-State plus 6.5 against Alabama. Next up, I mentioned this. I was giving Dane in a little bit of a hard time. Iowa and Kentucky Music City Bowl. Will Levis not going to play for Kentucky. Getting ready for that NFL draft. We're going with the over 31.5 points. 31. Such a low total. At some point, I got to take the over. 31 and a half points. Ugly football game, I'll admit it. But I got to take the over in that one. Final two here. We go to the national semifinals in college football. Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, New Year's Eve. 
Georgia minus six and a half against Ohio State. I, I really like Georgia in this spot. I was surprised to see this down at six and a half. Ohio State struggled against Michigan. We saw a, a defense shut them down. That talented wide receiver core that Ohio State has, they can be slowed down. They struggled against Michigan. How are they going to handle that against Georgia? So I like Georgia minus six and a half. We know the trend here in national semifinals. It's why I'm actually going with both favorites in the semifinal Saturday. Georgia minus six and a half. And I'm going to go favorite with Michigan minus seven and a half against TCU. Only one playoff game has been decided by 11 points or less in the last four years. One of them. They've all been blowouts. I don't know if we're going to see 11 points margin, but I find it hard to believe that TCU can cover the seven and a half against Michigan. I think Michigan does blow out TCU. Georgia, Ohio State, I think will be a little more competitive. This great storybook ride here uh, comes to an end for TCU and a fantastic season to get in to the college football playoff. Yeah, I'm going to go with the two favorites in that. So K-State plus six and a half against Bama over in the Iowa Kentucky Bowl. Georgia minus six and a half, Ohio State, Michigan minus seven and a half against TCU. Thanks for hanging out with us here on that betting show. Final one of the new of the year. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Let's catch that same game parlay. It's 10-0 Cowboys. We're in a good spot. Yardage is right. 13-50 go second quarter. Julio Sanchez, thanks for producing the show, man. Really appreciate it. We'll be back at it in the first of the year. Getting set for some NFL postseason right around that time as well. I'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks right here on 610 Sports Radio. That betting show with Alex Gold. Thursday starting at 7 p.m. on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.